good morning good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope all is good with you in your world and um, you're fine and all that um today is the eighth day of january we're in the countdown first month of the year or count up whichever way you want to look at it and um, it's a sunday morning here in lagos nigeria it's um quiet it's slightly gray and misty um yeah not where it's still dry and um, not yet humid and it's the time of the year that we basically like so it's exactly a week today that we ushered in the new year and um i think one thing i've noticed about this year is that people are not as you know that whole euphoria of new year oh it's, this year is going to be different and all that people are more moderate in terms of their more reflective in terms of you know that 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 we're we're still hopeful but there's that sense i think now people have that understanding that every year will have its challenges every year will have its opportunities and that we we sort of need to be braced for what's coming and that there's work that needs to be done for you to have the outcomes that you want and it's not just going to happen because oh there's one breeze that ushers in one (laughs) <laughs> you know, one powerful thing into the into the year just makes everything fall into place. I I I haven't really heard that um, sense. And in Nigeria, we usually have people coming up with all kinds of prophecies and things like that. Many of them have been careful now because, you know, particularly of the political scenario, it is very clear that anybody that speaks now, it things look so unclear that. You you must really be sure that you you are hearing. Otherwise, your whole prophetic ministry you just jeopardize it by saying you are sure that this is what is going to happen. The point is nobody is sure, and the fact that nobody is able to categorically even prophesy something tells me that perhaps a lot of what was being said before was also not necessarily. I won't say more, you know. But let's wait and see. It's just a week. Maybe some people will hear, you know, and maybe let us know. In the next week or so, I can't even. I myself, I, I'm not even going to bother saying whether I'm hearing from God or what God is telling me about this and that because I've, I I believe what the Bible says. When Paul says, you know, we we see in part, we prophesy in part, and we see in part. He said that in the book of Corinthians because I found that many times when the Lord speaks to me or when He tells me, when He foretells things, you know, sometimes that when He He, he foretells things to me. I many times sometimes I receive I, many times I receive it sometimes I misinterpret you know what I'm saying so I I know what I see but the meaning that meaning doesn't when I say okay I don't I not necessarily that I misinterpret but the meaning doesn't always come you know at the same time so you I he will show me something and that what I see will be enough for me to realize that um, there's something going on there. Sometimes I, I then I actually sometimes misinterpret in the sense that I then draw a conclusion that is not quite what he's saying. But eventually I now realize that oh that so this was not this was actually pointing to this, not that point in her, you know. So 
for that reason and that has happened you know so a couple of times where so it makes me more careful about drawing conclusions in fact right now i'm even so cautious that sometimes even when god tells me things gives me a word for somebody i i check and i check before i before i say it to the person that sometimes you know you know the way you now find it that actually was really right because when you now say it to the person the person's like oh wow i can't believe you are saying this. this confirms what you know and i'm like oh my goodness and i was almost not going to tell you because i was afraid that i hope you know this is not just me it's my mind speaking so anyways i think it's all realizing that one is human but i think for me what i sense for this year 2023 this feeling that i get which i have shared with some of my close um christian partners at least for nigeria is that i believe that whatever expectation and prayers that the children of god pray for nigeria this year it will be answered um i believe that whatever we can believe that god will do for us in this elections through these elections by these elections to glorify his name if we we believe we 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 hold him and we believe i believe that he will do it and even though this may sound like of course you know that this is a general principle if you believe god no but what i'm saying is that sometimes you may pray and the manifestation may not come in the year that you prayed for it to happen i'm saying the sense that i'm getting now is that anything that the children of god will set their hearts to desire and pray for the lord to manifest concerning this elections this year 2023 he will bring it to pass not in 2027 not in 2031 um, um, but in this year he will bring it to pass so for that reason I think that the ball is actually in our court. It's not so much that, you know, who has God, has God said he's going to put it in. I think it's very much in our courts. And it's about what we believe, what we pray for, and what we have the faith to receive. And if we believe that it is not possible for God to do the impossible, then so shall it be unto us. So, since I got that sense, I said, okay, so if you're telling me that, all the cards are on the table then i know where i will place my cards and i will then invest my emotional my physical and my spiritual energy to make sure that that which i desire for this nation comes to pass in faith in love in righteousness and in prayer so i'll just leave it at that um i'm again this is just a light touch reflection if you're joining this podcast for the first time welcome on board it's a daily christian podcast i reflect on my life with christ my journey we talk about the bible and we just reflect on um, the salvation of god salvation of christ or, or salvation experience that we have um, in christ jesus and what that means in terms of our daily lives and you know faith life and love generally so welcome on board i hope this episode will be meaningful to you it's going to be very light touch in any ways i'm just sharing I mean, this is the new year, so really, I'm just sharing my reflections and what God is sharing with me in terms of how he wants me to operate this year and what he said to me very clearly, and I have seen manifestation of it from the first few days into the year. He said that this is my own personal year of fruitfulness. I am not saying that it's a year of fruitfulness for everybody, no. For me, he has said that it is a year of fruitfulness and that anything that I lay my hands to do this year to prosper. And I, again... This is scripture, so you may say that is nothing new. Yes, but what he's saying, because I think in the last two years, 
I was planting a lot of seeds, I was tilling, I was growing. What he's saying is that I would have the opportunity to do, execute, implement, and harvest a lot of fruits this year. That even the things that were hitherto out of my reach, if I put my hand to do it this year, it will yield fruits far beyond my expectations. And to be honest, I am really seeing it because some things that I've that God has enabled me to achieve in this first few days. There are things that I spent the whole of last year praying and wishing, in fact, for the last two years, that they could happen. So I understand what he means because fruition. So apparently, all that time, God was hearing, there was a lot going on. Now is the time to harvest. And you know, the thing about harvest time is this. If there, you have, um, like I remember the time we lived in a house that had a lot of gardens and fruits, like mangoes and things. When it was time to harvest those mangoes, those purples, those plantains, if you don't go out to go and harvest them, what will happen? The birds will come and pick the fruits. By the time you get there, they've eaten into the thing. You can't even eat it. Sometimes the purple will have rotted. It will have fallen on the ground in the process. You know, worms would have eaten it up and everything. The fruit will be damaged in short. Most of the time, we're, we're not able to eat those fruits. The ones that we're able to eat well are the ones that at the right time before it becomes ripe enough to attract birds who will come and be eating into it before it can ripe to the point that it falls to the ground before it becomes so soft and mushy and that maggots begin to find make their home inside it when we pick those ones those are the ones that we are able to use bring into the house eat and benefits the family so my husband developed a habit of going and checking the fruits and doing the work to harvest them at the right time. I think that's what the Lord is saying to me right now. That this is the time to go and all those... So I guess what the Lord is... um, I'm sorry, I had a break in transmission there. So I guess what the Lord is um, making me realize is that now is the time for for me to just yield fruits and um it's imp- I, I mean and i talked about this at the last episode and excuse me pardon me if you've listened to that and you're hearing me saying it again but it is worth re- reminding myself again these are my reflections and some of these things i think why why i continue to do these musings this way is because of the testimonies that i get from the people who actually call to tell me that something I said had meaning to them and it's amazing because I would just be talking rambling from my perspective and then somebody says you know that thing you said and it's always amazing what resonates with people so thank you so very much to my dear sister who um, called all the way from Canada to actually encourage me and say that something she had heard on the podcast had blessed um, her so what the Lord is what I sense that he's saying is that now it's, it's like, now is the time, you know. Every, and, and we all know this. We all know this when it is the time for you to do certain things. Because sometimes you may be doing the right thing, but the timing is all wrong. I mean, we all know this, for, for instance, musicians that we see that launch their careers and all of a sudden, everybody's like, where have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> it's not that the person has been there, but the point is, now is the time. Now is the time for this talent to be seen. Now is the time for this gift to be manifested. And that's why everything just falls into place. So the little, you know, any song you record, any 
thing you write, any whatever you do, post you put up, it just has exponential results. Your phone is ringing, people are calling you, you have gigs. Why? Because it is the right time. It is your time. It is the time, it's harvest time. And when harvest time comes, you cannot stay in the house. You cannot be lying down on the bed. You have to go into the field and pluck the fruits. Put it in the basket, bring it into the home. That's the only thing you need to do. The the fruit is ripe for the plucking. It is ready to be consumed, to be used for whatever purpose. Even if you're going to sell it, it is ready. But your work, the work that you need to do, is to go out. There's a window of opportunity. And I think that is what he was saying to me. That this year, 2023, everything you have ever desired or purpose to do concerning your situation, concerning the things that you and the ones that you care about, concerning your ministry, do it this year. So there's an uncommon grace that is upon you to start, to grow, to implement, to finish, to execute, and to reap results. It is upon you this year, 2023. Other years, there will be other priorities. Of course, there's a general fruitfulness that every believer should have. But I know what I'm talking about because, like I say, for the last two years, it was not about fruitfulness. It doesn't mean I was not doing things. But the grace that I have seen upon my life in these three days, 2020, I'm not saying that there was no grace upon my life. This manifestation is different and it's for a purpose. Because God does not, you know, the Bible says the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. God is not a, a, a careless God. He doesn't do things just for his ego or for vanity. Every is very purposeful, highly intentional, and unbelievably strategic. In fact, that's one of the things that I like about God. That's what I like about him. That's what I love about him because I'm a strategy person. I like strategic thinking. I like to look at the big picture of things. It's important to me to know where I fit in, you know, in the context of my environment, in the context of God, in the context of the universe, of the nations, my race, my ethnicity, my gender, my age group, my skill sets. It's important. It's very, very important to me. I need to understand why things work how they work the way that they do who are the influencers what is dry, what is the motivations what determines the order of things it's very important to me it's as important in fact it's even more important than the mysteries of my own life honestly speaking and that's why i follow up on international news i follow up on in fact i studied international relations Really because of that, although I didn't know that that was what was motivating me. But I always, I wanted to understand the world around me. It wasn't, you know, yes, I want to understand myself, but that's an ongoing thing. But it was, but then I felt, I, I, I've always felt that we are interconnected with the bigger essence. And that it's impossible for us to function as individuals without understanding how we fit in. You know, or how the intersection points, because sometimes you may not fit in. But then, how do things, how do other things influence and impact the experiences, the encounters that you have on this earth? And God is very much interested in that as well. In fact, God is the one who, I mean, when you're talking about the master intersector, that's God. 
he talks about the interplay between nations between countries within spaces and places he talks about how words shape the lives and the trajectory of people who created everything that we see he upholds them by his word he talks about where things were how it all began how it progressed and how it's going to be and what we need to do in all phases of that transition he has plans he has strategies he thinks over the long term he's also he's concerned about the here and now he's also concerned he's concerned about what where we're coming from but he's more concerned about where we're going so i see and he's very intentional and then he's also very pragmatic as well but what i like about him is the intelligence and the intent behind everything that god does he's extremely purposeful extremely and that because we don't understand that purposefulness that's why we get angry with him because we expect that he should handle things the way we see it you know like for instance this is urgent can't you see lives are at stake why aren't you doing something about it but because the big picture that he's looking at is beyond the limits of what any of us the entire human race can see and understand definitely his perspective will be completely out of reach to us we won't understand why he thinks the way he does why he acts certain times why certain times it looks like he doesn't act we don't even understand the influence of this supernatural on the natural who determines you know for instance why some you know some oceans is everything why do certain things happen the way they do is it 100% only science you know so there's just a whole lot more data that god is working just imagine one master computer that processes everything simultaneously and is able to craft like an infinite number of possible futures and still find a way to still intentionally arrive at a certain and expected end even though allowing for different variables and disruptors to inter- inter- interrupt the process and sabotage it and yet the system will still self-correct somehow because the master intelligence or the mastermind behind all of it has ordered it that way So the point is I trust him. I my life's quest is to continue to find out more about him, who he is and what makes him tick. Isaiah 55 and the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament chapter 55 I think is verse 7 to 9 says his ways are higher than our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I believe that the more time we spend with God the more we will think the way he thinks and begin to operate and understand the way he does. We saw that in the lives of the apostles where they were those men were literally not they were living on cloud nine if you ask me a lot of what they were doing. And um, they were they were great men. I mean a lot of the things that they wrote is stuff that we still reading today. So you can see that they were far ahead of their time. But before they met Jesus they were just ordinary men. apart from baby people like Paul who was an 
exceptional scholar but other than that his influence was not anywhere wider than the synagogue in which he operated or whatever but they met jesus and they had access to a thought process that was far beyond anything that they could have accessed by themselves it unleashed them it energized them they went into the world started preaching paul became a voice to nations the kind of access the kind of influence that the knowledge that he had before christ could not give him he got it by working with god so when that same god comes to you and tells you this is your time move what do you do you move yeah that's that's, that's what you do but when he also tells you hold your peace stay quiet stay in the place of prayer reflection or whatever as i have been doing in the last 2 years it's, it's also become doing that and it's funny now that he's telling me to move i'm like yeah but i've kind of been enjoying <laughs> the prayer and the retreat time but he's like no now is the time to move so i'm moving i have started moving and i pray that i can keep peace with him it's so funny because the last 2 years was all about sitting still and i was antsy i was so antsy with him like what what they what, what's this now he's telling me to move i'm like ah are we ready are you sure i have gotten my should i go and get my coats should i get my hat how far are we going <laughs> you know it's so funny so i, I guess human beings are just wired to just want to do things their own way at least i think i am which has always been my struggle with the lord so anyways uh, i'm going to keep you posted on this journey and um, i'll just leave it at that i had wanted to share or read a scripture that's which is more or less what he said to me but i'll just read it even though i'm not even sure it's really relevant or fits in but i guess in some ways so the book of philippians chapter 3 verse 13 i like paul again because what i noticed with the apostles was that they knew they had this sense of purpose and they had this sense of they had very little time to do the work that they needed to do and that they needed to do a lot and i think they somehow sensed that what the work that they were doing was going to outlive them but they needed to do enough to allow the, the work to develop its own legs and grow and travel beyond their lifetime so that sense of urgency drove them so that's why you always find them saying things like redeem the time you know honor the time do this and do that you know they, they had that sense and I, and I i find that people who are aware of their mortality tend to be more purposeful the people who just live anyhow and just allow this and, and can be careless with the time that they have are the people who actually don't take the time to think about the fact that they don't have long to live it's that's just my i don't know that's my view so um Paul here was saying, he says from verse 13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended to, in other words, I have not attained. I am still struggling to attain like you and I, everyone else. He says, but this one thing that I do, this is a commitment I make to myself. I forget everything that has happened behind, successes, failures, whatever, and I reach forth onto those things which are before. So the uncharted waters, the, the unplucked fruits, the harvest that is still waiting, you know, those things that I still need to do. That is what I reach forward to. I forget those things that I've the fruit I've already plucked, I've harvested and I've sold, I've banked. I don't even think about those ones anymore. But I think about the things, the opportunities that are still ahead of me. And I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So it says, let us therefore, as many of us as you know, desire to be perfected, let us be thus similarly minded and you know, and um, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same things.
so i find that really you know that's really really good advice i like i said i'm i'm, I'm someone who is inspired by people who are purposeful purpose driven particularly divinely purpose driven and uh, yeah so the lord has said to me this is my year of fruitfulness and i will do it and like i said it's 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 really about what what is the lord saying to you whatever he's saying you need to do it because he's working with privileged information he has the data sets he's done the analysis he's done the numbers <laughs> he knows what's going to happen if you do it so now is the time you know anything you do now is going to be fruitful when he says hold your peace stay in the place of prayer sit like i have been doing for the past 2 years also sit maybe he's she's preparing the table maybe you know he's setting things up to make sure they're ready for you and you know well really you shouldn't go to the table when the food is not there it's not prepared or the food has not been cooked it's not yet done and then you're struggling to come and eat you're going to make yourself ill so he's prepared the table for me and he's asking me to come to the table and to sit and eat what do i do of course wash my hands change my clothes get ready to sit at the table of the lord Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted. Have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.